Hello and welcome to Frankenstein's podcast where it is all about the monster. We are a creature feature podcast about monsters and why we love them. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Praska, and with me as always is your other host, Khalid Hussein. Hey, did you hear me snap the you, entrance? I, I didn't know you were gonna do the snap. I feel bad now. I feel like I stepped on the snap. No, I think it I think it I think it went well. Okay, cool. No snap step in here. Did you hear that? I did. I did hear that one. Cool. I wonder if that'd actually like be picked up in the actual recording, but we'll see. Um, I think I think it will. I can't tell by the waveforms, but you know what? Let's say no. it is. Let's say it's in yeah. there. Yeah, we could sound like idiots in the final cut, but who knows? I mean, you'll sound like the idiot. I am on the record as not having snapped at all or bothered to. Fair, fair. How's it going, Khalid? Oh, I'm groovy, man. You know, just hanging out, having a lazy Thursday. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, that was what the Bruno Mars song was about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I uh, I try to live my life one Bruno Mars song at a time. So this is very in keeping with that. How are you? Yes, very relatable. I'm good. I'm, I'm actually really good. I, uh, I'm i really excited. It wasn't today, but a couple days ago, I went to uh, my first movie theater experience since like over a year. Wow. Was it everything you remembered? Uh, it was everything and more. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm... I, People who know me know I'm a, I like movies and I like movie theaters, but uh, but we uh, Nicole and I went to a movie at one of our local theaters called the Trilon, which is a micro cinema, which is really exciting. It's in our neighborhood. They show like old movies and stuff. It was super fun, and it just like was fun to be in that environment around movie lovers and like that cool like local theater vibe. So I was all about it, and I was just like, I'm back, and I'm I'm already already bought tickets for another movie soon. Ooh, nice. What's the yeah. other movie? I'm going to go see Black Widow. Yeah, you are. When are you guys seeing that? We're seeing it on Sunday. So I think before this podcast airs. So Okay, cool. So yeah. no, no stalkers can attack you there. It'll have already happened. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah. exciting. I think I'm going to see that tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, movie, movie theaters are great and movies are cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're taught we, we talk regularly about movies and characters within said movies. So safe to say we're fans. Yeah, this isn't the hottest take coming out the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where are you going to go see Black Widow? Uh, there's a place in Van Nuys. Uh, I might see it either tonight or tomorrow. Call, uh, it's called the Regency Plant, I think. So so not the, the currently headline making Vista Theater. No, the Vista is not open yet, but that is big news. Tarantino did buy the Vista Theater in Los Angeles, but I also wouldn't get a ticket there because it's like routinely sells out really fast, like back when right. the world was open. It's uh, not the biggest theater. which It's still cool when you can see something there, but... We went there. Yeah, no, we definitely... Yeah, we, what did we see? We saw us, right? Yeah, that was a great experience. Yeah, so it's fun if you can get in there, but it's also like you're not necessarily going to like go out of your way. Like Van Nuys is just far enough away to make it a trek. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I understand. But anyway, fun to do movies again. I'm excited. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Um, question for you. What's up? Do you want to believe, Khalid? You know... If you'd have asked me this question even two hours ago, I would have said no. But because you asked me this within the hour that I've seen the episode, yes, I do want to believe. You want to believe that the truth just might be out there? I do want to believe that more than a lot of things. I won't say more than anything, but more than a lot. Well, well, Khalid, I, uh, I have a folder for you. Some might call it a file. Uh-oh. Some might even call it an X-file. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, take that segue. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> was this all a tee up? I feel like I didn't capitalize on it. If that's the case, uh, I was doing a lot, and you were kind of doing a little, but that's okay. <laughs> I guess you just you really implied at the beginning there that you'd be doing most of the legwork and then it felt like you wanted me to like slam dunk it in a way that I didn't I wasn't aware of. Should have probably discussed this beforehand. Yeah, maybe maybe it helped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to be on the fly though. Exactly. Yeah. We're just we're just straight flying here. Um, <laughs> all right. So thank you for the setup. The uh the 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 topic today is the monster from season two, episode two of X Files called The Host. It was directed by Daniel Slackheim and written by the showrunner Chris Carter. And I got a synopsis here from my homeboy Google, and it goes a little something like this. Mulder is assigned a mysterious murder case in New Jersey, and Scully discovers a strange worm-like creature slithering inside the corpse. Done. What a monster. That creature's in the abstract level of potential energy. It's alive! So I have to say, I think we were, we were kind of uh, inspired to hit up some X-Files with... Uh, uh, who was it? it? Was Kristen McCulloch right on on a Psycho Gorman episode? Who was yeah, on the guest talking was, about it? Yeah, she was gushing about the X Files. She was saying that was her jam. Yeah. So if you want the prequel to this episode, go back and listen to our Psycho Gorman episode. Yeah, it's like a soft <laughs> prequel. I don't know that we even talk specifically about anything that we're going to talk about today, other than X Files. Nope. Just the, the the thought that we would we should cover it came to our minds there. Yeah. Exactly. So Frankenstein's podcast historians should check it out. Yeah, the seed was planted there. Let that be known. Yeah, or Friendensteins, if you will. Friendensteins. Ugh. I'll always do that. <laughs> it's not even on purpose. It's not even on purpose. I can vouch it's not. This is just how he does uh. things. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we decided to do X-Files. Thought it'd be fun. Um, we, ha- we haven't done a single episode of a show for a while. I think it was close to the beginning of the year we did... We did Xena, didn't we? And then we did a Twilight Zone a while back. So uh, it's kind of nice. To, oh, we did Buffy way back in the beginning too. But it's kind of fun to do like a smaller, smaller scale uh, story. Also, it's a shorter, like you know, forty some minutes. So it's I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, honestly, like I feel like as cool as it is to like talk about movie monsters, which is like kind of our main wheelhouse. Uh, I, I there's something about like these TV monsters where like you can really tell that the special effects teams are are given a little bit more like leeway and it's it's i don't know there's just like a little bit more of like an ingenuity to it that like if this was like a movie and it was the monsters like the main focus it's going to be a way more way more cooks in the kitchen Mm -hmm. so yeah especially these 90s shows i think really in particular like they had like a little bit more of an ease of, of a special effects budget and and like processes they could pull from than like the older ones like the 60s shows but at the same time like these old these 90s shows were running for like 26 episodes or whatever so they were like oh if that didn't work we'll just do something different next episode you know like you didn't really have to worry about one of your you know 10 episodes being a dud exactly and like you're spending so like you're probably doing like three or four episodes simultaneously as far as like how long it takes to prep and design these monsters. So like, where does the creativity come in there with like that kind of a crunch put on you? And that's, what's interesting too. Yeah, exactly. It's, it makes, I mean, it's part of why these 90s shows are so much fun to go revisit. I think, especially contrasting shows today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What do you have a history with the X-Files much? Um, no. So 
The only episode I remember ever seeing was also like coincidentally a Vince Gilligan written episode. Uh, I didn't know it at the time, but then like, you know, when he got really big and he, 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 in his own, like Vince Gilligan kind of became like a star as much as like the stars of breaking bad did. So like, you start finding out like, Oh yeah, he wrote for the X-Files. That's kind of where he got his big break. And then you find out that that's where he met Brian Cranston. And I'm like, wait, why does this all sound familiar? And then I remembered that's like one of the only episodes of the X-Files I've been able to ever sit through. And it's because it didn't have like a creepy, gory monster. It's <laughs> if you don't know the episode, uh, Brian Cranston plays like a white supremacist. I'm pretty sure who, for whatever reason, it's been a long time since I saw it. So the specifics are muddy at best. Um, for whatever reason, he, he can only go- keep going in a certain direction or he gets like this like high pitched like painful like noise or something in his head and like the closer he gets to like the source of it or whatever like it literally becomes this thing where he has to like hold Mulder hostage and have him drive him across country uh to get closer and closer to this thing because like every minute is like aching pain for him and apparently if you don't get to it in time or if you wait too long or whatever your head explodes and like that was the whole that was the whole plot and i was as a kid i don't know why that just like really fascinated me i was like wow like you you just gotta be like stuck in this car with like this like god-awful person but they're also just like going through like the most excruciating pain so like they look like really vulnerable it was it was an interesting way to characterize somebody I re- I do not remember that episode at all. I did know about like Brian Cranston being in this show and and Vince Gilligan as well too, but I I don't think I've seen that one. I, I mean, I cannot attest to if it holds up or not, but I, I would guess it does if Vince Gilligan wrote it and Brian Cranston was in it. Like that just seems like too good to be bad. Hmm. I actually feel like this ho- this episode held up pretty well. I was surprised. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't. This like it's this wasn't my favorite one to like discuss. I, it just, yeah. it felt like a lot of dead space in between, like when this monster would come up and like, it just really, for me at least, the tension was like really non-existent for a lot of it. I think it's a, yeah, I, th- I think what you're saying is like a singular episode, but I was just like remind this show, this episode reminded me about how many like th- continued threads were happening through the seasons. Like I th- feel like my memory, cause I, so for me, I haven't watched this show for it's a, I was a child probably. And then it, it scared the crap out of me, like hard. It was like, I have striking images that I will never forget from the X-Files in my head from when I was a child. And and I, I'm sure if I watched those episodes, it wouldn't be as scary now, but I like, I remember, I will never forget like some of my earliest like horror memories were from the X-Files, but like I had, I, I always remembered thinking that it was mostly the earlier seasons were mostly like single monster of the week episodes. And I think I, I thought I remembered that the later seasons where they got into the longer story arcs, because I know that's when my, my dad was like suddenly uninterested in it for some reason. <laughs> he was <laughs> just like, not nah, serialized. Of-. Yeah, he didn't like that. But I was like, <laughs> and I, like, this made me realize that there were actually quite a few like remembering that some arcs that were happening early on. Like in season one, it was like the alien conspiracy arc that was kind of like a, a hold over the whole show that that we learned uh, actually got the x-files shut down and that's kind of where we meet where we meet Mulder and scully in this episode is the x-files have been have been since shut down and somebody doesn't like the investigative work they've been doing into some conspiracy so like 
they're both kind of disgruntled and angry at this point. And that's where we are in this episode. But um, the episode by itself is a monster of the week, but it's like there's stuff going on the undercurrent of it that's kind of going to drive throughout the whole season. I mean, I definitely like picked up on the like loose threads they had out there. I thought it was kind of funny how uh, Mulder starts the episode in a closet. Uh, and I guess like that's like his punishment <laughs> is he has to just listen to like r- rec- random recordings uh, in a closet and then somebody else gets tagged in because he's <laughs> he's deemed important enough to do this uh, this like fishworm monster of the week. Uh, and I, I thought that was interesting, but I don't know. Like I, none of it was like too hard to follow either. Like having not, no, not seen, having not seen the first season all the way through or probably at all, really a lot of what I've seen is probably later seasons, but, um, yeah, it was easy enough to follow along. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, there was something about it with like this monster. Like I never at any point was just like too, like too worried about anybody. I was just like, it sounds like if you just stay out of the water, He's not a threat for one. It, just, it seems like the biggest advantage this thing has is that you can't see it at first. And then it mm-hmm. just like lays like it's eggs or whatever in you. It's kind of gross. <laughs> I, they also like were surprisingly not making that big of a deal of it. And I feel like that's a little bit that kind of happens a lot in the show where there's like, I mean, like the stereotypical like monotonous speeches that they give, you know, like they don't talk, they don't have a lot of emotion. And that's, I think that's part of it. But like what the first time we actually see the monster when it's in that tube and like the sewer, remember that? Yeah. Like nobody's making a big deal. Everyone's like, oh, interesting. Yeah. The, I guess I think <laughs> like for me as a kid, like every time I heard about the show or even thought about it I, I, in my head, I was like, this, this is just like men in black, the show. And then I'd watch it and it's not that if anything, it's like the banality of like what a government bureaucracy would do with like these things. And isn't like one of the like recurring jokes or whatever is like, they spend like every season being like, I want to believe. And it's like, you've seen the most fantastic things every week. What are you, <laughs> what's left to believe, you know, for sure something's going on. Definitely uh, something's going on. But it's like, I think, I think like, and again, I could be wrong. Cause I'm not like a big fan fan of the show or anything, but I think that's part of the joke of it. Yeah, for as scary as this show was uh, to kid us, I uh, I'm, I remember there is actually quite a bit of humor to it, and I think a lot of it is is very understated, um, kind of dry kinds of humor. Like where there, I mean, there's like one liners and here and there, but like I think there's just a lot of humor in the situations and the weirdness that goes on, and I think that's the show's more recognized for that now than it was back then. I think. Yeah, uh, and I mean. I don't know that the humor was like necessarily like even again, like I, I don't want this to be like me, like, like crapping on the episode. The episode was fine. I just was like, I think it's because I saw the image of the monster first, which were, what's the monster? What's the name of the monster? We're calling it the, the uh, fluke man, the fluke man. Cause it's fluke. like Luke, like a fluke worm. Yeah. Fluke. Yeah. Fluke man. That's what I said. Like a, uh, like a fluke worm, which I, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, I know that fluke, like fluke is like a type of tuna fish or something. But I didn't know it was also a worm. Um, so yeah, Fluke Man. When you see his picture, you just imagine it's gonna be like one of those like scary. And that's the other thing. I think that it kept promising to be more of like a traditional monster that's gonna like eventually wreak havoc, and and then they'd like just subvert that or like just be like, actually, never mind. We're not gonna do that. I think for me, the uh, the big rug pulling was when it. Um, 
it escapes the the ambulance and it uh it gets into the 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 porta potty at the camp and i was like oh yeah we're going to get some like weird like poop based uh camp crystal lake type action and like it's going to be a bunch of people in a campground and they're all going to sit down and get like a monster up their butts and that's like that was a like for me it was like wow they they take this show is getting weird and then they don't do that and they he just gets like sucked into a little septic tank and taken back to a factory where the final fight happens which is like i don't know it kind of feels it feels like it started on a factory-ish type like boat in russia and now it's just like a factory type factory in new jersey and they all they both look very interchangeable to me uh, I don't know. I wish. I wish, if anything, it would have just like been like a showdown at the campground. So you wanted to be more of a slasher. Uh, yeah, a slasher that almost, takes place almost entirely in a porta potty. I would have loved that. <laughs> I wonder how if maybe they spent so much budget on the monster design that they had to skimp on the sets. It could have been that. I mean, I don't know. Was it just me? Like it looked similar, right? The the place where they end and the place where the story began. I would say they did. Yeah. I mean, it's just like industrial setting with water somehow incorporated. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they, they went that with that choice for a million reasons that I'm not privy to, which is fine. You know, like it was a good episode as is. I think it's just that like in my head, I kept like putting together like a more like zany episode than they were promising. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. Uh, And yeah, I mean, the monster is like suitably gross. Like it was like every time I saw it, like yucky. Uh, yeah, the, the mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's really gross. Everything about the mouse with mouth was gross. I think um, I kind of got to take. I feel like they were trying not to make the monster out to be like an actual, like it's not evil. It's just kind of a thing, you know, like a, like a creature. You know, like it wasn't really necessarily nefarious. It was just kind of doing what it needed to do, and it just was kind of going in the places that it was kind of. It kind of ended up, you know, like it wasn't actively. You know, just killing for being evil's sake. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I feel like that was a little bit, I mean, the maybe what you were thinking in your head, like the sort of like the rampage part, like we would have seen more of if if they would have kind of leaned into the monster being just like a monster. But uh, they kind of went with like, oh, it's just kind of an animal doing its thing. Like they actually had a, I actually thought they brought up some really interesting points when uh, Skinner, the the boss, the boss character, um, Mitch Pileggi, he, he says something like, oh, we're going to try or they're going to like... Uh, what was it? They're going to try it or something or not try it or put it. No, they were going to prosecute it and uh, put it into oh, yeah. an institution or something. In an asylum. And all I could think was yeah. like those poor other asylum inmates that, yeah. have to, that have to come to terms with that, with that. Yeah. And Mulder's just like, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> and like, and we as the audience, we're all Mulder. Like what? Why would you do that? But also like, <laughs> I, I guess like, where do you take it? Yeah, that, uh, that's that was like touching on some really interesting things. I'm like, what what does a system like basically that's our system do with like suddenly like a monster that's pretty much humanoid? Like, what, <laughs> what do you what do you do? What do you do with it? Like, do, what like what rights is it afforded? You know, I like, mean, that's a lot. You got a lot going on there. That is tough. That, yeah, because like it turns humans into itself, right? Uh, kind of. I don't. I don't know if they. I don't. Not anyone. Everyone a bit died and they were just like they were they had uh so basically so basically it would bite people and then it would reproduce that way so like uh a um 
a tiny little flatworm or flukeworm would like be in somebody's insides and then grow up and then come out. And so presumably that would have become another fluke man, but I don't think any of them ever survived long enough either. Right. So, I mean, at that point, like it's definitely more of an animal to me at least. Um, yeah. I guess, I don't know. I do. It's interesting though. Cause yeah. Uh, in the most like insulting way possible, I do not trust our government to like properly handle <laughs> Yeah monsters like that like the bureaucracy of it the the tendency to promote people with like horrible agendas uh i just do not trust anybody to like properly take care of or like get rid of a monster like that Mm -hmm. uh but i don't know i mean it it, the the show did a good job of like just kind of pointing out like on the spot like yeah like okay fine we're the fbi what do we do with it uh you don't know either cool uh, I thought that I thought that was a good like highlight of just because they have like a department that in- investigates weird stuff doesn't mean that like they're necessarily like prepared to to deal with that fallout of all of it. Yeah. And also, I think the X-Files as a show like points out that the government is often not the good guy, you know, like because they were sh- I mean, the X-Files was shut down because they were investigating the government um, and. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of incompetent, like bureaucracy elements to it that is really pronounced, and I think a very intentional in the show. Yeah, definitely. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's very wary, if not outright cynical, of of bureaucracy. Yeah, I, I, watching this though, like I think you're right. Like it's probably not the best. I don't think it's the best X Files episode by any margin. But uh, I mean, I think it's one, it's one of the most memorable like creature designs they've had. So that's something that's got going for him. And that's why I think we chose it for this podcast. But it does make me really want to go back and just kind of watch this show from the beginning, which is a commitment. But (laughs) I kind of want to like just I don't because I've never watched it from like, like kind of clear headed critical standpoint, like going through all the all the way. Like when I was a kid, I just caught random episodes here and there. But I don't know. I think that'd be fun. I mean, you can't go wrong. The cast, you had a young David Duchovny and uh, is it Jillian Anderson? I, I believe so. Yeah, Julian Anderson. Uh, that's yeah. Like you can't go wrong. They're they're, they're phenomenal. charismatic leads, yeah. and the stories are strong enough. Like it's 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 kind of a a, a super strong writing team, right? Like mm-hmm. other than Gilligan, there were some other like really good writers that went on to do cool stuff. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, so like <laughs> in that in that regard, definitely worth checking out. For me, it's just like these. 22 plus episode seasons are such a commitment. You got to really want to do it. Well, you know what? As a Star Trek fan, I'm used to it. That's true. Yeah. If anybody could, it's you. Yeah. Do you know what? Jillian Anderson was actually pregnant during season two. So that's why she actually wasn't in as much of this as you might have expected. I was really bummed about that because, I mean, no no disrespect to David Duchovny. I love him as an actor, too. But Jillian yeah. Anderson, is, even when I was younger, she was like the really captivating part of it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, but her scene—one of her, she had one of my favorite scenes though when she's doing the autopsy. Mm-hmm. That was so I, like I was waiting for it, but I actually I did jump a little bit when the little flatworm jumped out at her, like uh, yeah, was still yeah, alive. It just like pops out the yeah. rib cage or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was great. That was a great. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that yeah, was, it was it was good. Yeah, I think it was uh, <laughs> it was gross. That's my gross. that's that's my uh, diagnosis. Your take? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, your diagnosis. Yeah, if I, if I was in there with her, like doing the autopsy, I'd be like, "All right, mark it down as gross." <laughs> Can <laughs> you know job gross? well done. What else was gross was the the guy who started eating the toothpaste. Yeah. Oh God. That, that whole sequence was just disgusting. 
Oh, I just, uh, I, I've, I, I think I did something sort of like that when I was younger, like as like a dare for my sister. Oh. Yeah, I, not a whole thing of tube of, of toothpaste, but like a good like mouthful, and uh, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I think the actor actually did that. Do you? Um, I mean, what like what do you substitute something like that with? Like, I guess frosting, maybe. Maybe. Ah, uh, I mean, a mouthful of any of that would be so gross, though. I, I yeah I, I wouldn't know yeah <laughs> maybe he maybe he really committed to it <laughs> I mean props to him because we're talking about it now so yeah he, he did his job <laughs> well we've been kind of like talking about it throughout but should we like should we switch gears to just uh, get into the monster nitty grittiness nitty grit nitty <laughs> yeah that was me switching the gears yeah I was trying to I was trying to like you know fade out saying nitty gritty like with you oh okay well i yeah. i sounded like i was mumbling. Yeah. i was i was totally doing that on purpose all right but respectfully i did just switch the gears so like we should we should respect that we should stay in the gear i switched to all right i respect that <laughs> all right so we're talking about the fluke man the fluke man he's uh what we learn about him at the end is actually he's a genetic mutant that was created from Ch- well, Ch- chernobyl from in Russia. Yeah, they were just saying was, he like grew up in like what was it like <laughs> radioactive like sludge or something? It was very, It was just like a really vague idea of radiation and genetic stuff. Basically he's half man, half tapeworm. Yeah, it felt like I mean it felt like something or like an eight year old who saw him would have guessed too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like nothing about him felt like scientific so much as like just look at him. Just look at him. It's just got to be radiation stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a radiation monster. <laughs> I I did go look up the X Files wiki and I found some entries for this. And so he's a according to the wiki, he's a form of quasi quasi vertebrate human, uh, an example of reproductive and physiological cross trading due to radiation, abnormal cell fusion, and or the suppression of natural genetic processes. So, hmm. yeah, science um yeah did you know that the monster was inspired by chris carter's dog having worms oh i think i saw that yeah that's a yeah that's interesting yeah uh yeah i guess he was also reading about chernobyl at the time and just completed <laughs> the two which you yeah. know that tracks uh but yeah thank <laughs> thank thank dog worms i guess for for this this uh cinematic masterpiece it's so interesting to think about how somebody just came up with a monster. It's like, yeah, my dog did this and I was reading this book about this other thing and blah, blah, blah. So then a monster, you know, <laughs> that's how it happens. Life happens, man. <laughs> life. You might say life finds a way. I, I think that's the wrong franchise. Oh yeah, you're right. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got, I did get another quote from Chris Carter that I thought was kind of interesting uh, from is I, I saw this online somewhere, but it's actually a quote from like the DVD special features. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says he, he uh, so apparently on set, they called him fluky. That was the nickname for the, the, the creature. Yeah. So he said, quote, I think fluky is the embodiment of everyone's sense of vulnerability. The idea that something exists in the underworld of the sewer system and that it might in fact come up and bite you in the most delicate of places. I think that's what I got from most people. Uh, and he was just a disgusting creature, and we saw very little of him. So he kind of sees um, the fluke man character, or the monster, as like sort of this sort of uh, like an embodiment of like everyone's um, just kind of like a deep seated like innate fear of just like a like a, a vague notion of the unknown, um, which I feel like is almost a way to describe every monster. You know? Yeah, that doesn't feel like specific to this monster. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mainly took it because I wanted to remember that they call him Fluky. I do like Fluky. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was played by uh, one of the executive producers' brothers. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, oh, I have this here. Yeah. It was. Um, Darren Morgan, who played him, and he actually went on to become a writer in the show, right? Which that's a that's a heck of a promo- promotion. You go from fluky to a writer, yeah. Or is that what just is a lateral like a- move? Like is fluky like pretty much like equal to a writer? I'm thinking that that maybe that's like what you got to do to become the writer. Maybe uh, yeah, that's how they haze the writers into it. You yeah. got to play like the grossest monster of the season or something. Must be yeah. I like that. He- he said that the makeup and prosthetics took about 12 hours to apply in this uh for at first it was just six hours by itself just for the suit right yeah which is absolutely wild it sounds <laughs> kind of horrible like i mean compared to some of the stuff that we see now that doesn't take as long as you might think right um yeah did you see that uh david Duchovny like he spent all his time with like the guy in costume that like when he later met him as a writer, he had no idea it was him. No, that's awesome. Yeah. He like, he had to be like reintroduced to this guy. He spent like hours on set with talking. <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the guy's like, you, we've talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh man, yeah. I, w- I wish I could do that. Like, if only because then I could at least get like a reset if I didn't love the like impression I left with somebody. If I could just meet them first in like a fluke monster uh, outfit and yeah. just like, you know what, man, whatever. If you hate me, you hate the monster. And then like come back with the knowledge of like what to avoid bringing up. And just not even pretend that was you in the monster suit? No, yeah. I would, I would let them think that was somebody else. Or you could just say you're a method acting. Oh, right. And the monster and with my method, the monster is always super annoying and off putting. Yeah. But not me. Not me. I'm great. Yeah. Just the monster. That's I like what that. you do to get in its head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Daniel yeah. Day Lewis of unpleasant monsters. Yeah. Or uh, Jared Leto, right? Is basically <laughs> the Daniel Day Lewis of unpleasant monsters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, <laughs> I honestly, the bet, probably the better example if we're talking about being too annoying about it exactly that's what i was thinking yeah that's a great that's a great comparison great (laughs) poll one uh one uh interesting special effects piece that i thought was pretty cool about this so sounds like it's mostly like prosthetics and makeup and kind of the typical stuff we think of with monster making yeah that we talk about in the show um but so the costume was created by uh special effects makeup supervisor toby lindala and his team but um the most interesting part of it was that they actually layered two different pairs of contacts on top of each other to achieve the, the effect of its eyes. So like um, one was uh, to give it color and the other was to give it like a milky quality. So that's why they were, I, I must uh, presumably why they felt so confident doing a lot of like straight on face shots of the fluke monster. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I couldn't get past the mouth. Like my eyes were drawn to the mouth. Like I barely, <laughs> can describe the rest of it it's just such a gross like permanently puckered thing that just like uh i don't know i think that's what makes it so memorable actually is just the mouth like yeah just like the one or two visible teeth too it's not like a spiral of teeth yeah yeah it's really gross like i mean that's the most unsettling part about this is just like imagining like it just like latching onto you because it doesn't really even kill you right away. It just does latches onto you and puts its, its little fluke babies in you mm-hmm. and then you go. And that sounds, I don't want that. I don't want that. 
I, dude, uh, me, uh, I was watching it with my uh, roommate, Eric, and we both were just like, because I feel like it's only a threat in the water. So when Mulder jumps into the water, we both just like simultaneously, like, why did you do that? Like, you have a gun. Just like, wait for (laughs) it to re like appear. Was it when that uh, that plant manager fell in or whatever? Yeah, like I'm sorry, <laughs> man. You had one job. Don't go in there, and you did. Like at that point, <laughs> I, I, I'm not as sympathetic as as I would have been before. Yeah, it's on you. Yeah, at, at just <laughs> uh, it, was, it was, and then and then Mulder jumps in, and I'm just like, I would never in a million years. You would never catch me doing that. But he cut him in half. That was pretty brutal, though. Yeah, but uh, it was also just like it felt more like the episode has to end less like a like daring fight <laughs> you're yeah, absolutely I, right yeah i don't know i just I, these like guillotine like doors that they just have at this plant like conveniently that <laughs> are str- despite that like they weren't designed to they're strong enough to like slice things in half from like the torso down well how soft do you think the fluke man is i mean if he's soft it's even more embarrassing that all these people were like bested by it right like, like he's part worm I, I mean, at that point, like, y- you got to show me, like, somebody just, like, putting the work on him, like, throwing an elbow, ca- like, dropping a knee, something, you know? So they, if there's ever if there's ever an X-Files, like, reboot or, like, reimagining or... There already, there already is, isn't there? Oh, okay. Or there was? Well, they bring back the fluke man okay. and they have to have a fight scene. Yeah. They did, there was? There was a, like, reboot, yeah. Kumail Nanjani was in an episode. What? Yeah, like, a couple years ago. X Files? <laughs> yes, the X Files. <laughs> you, you, I'm only laughing because you emphasize files, which, <laughs> like, you know, maybe I was confusing it with like X Men or something. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, Kumail was in the new Men in Black. He was also in. Uh, I think it was like they did like a weird like. It was like British TV almost where like it was like a six episode like return to X-Files thing. What? Yeah. I had no idea this happened. Really? I feel like we talked about it when it happened. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. X-Files season 11 in 2018. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know this happened. It was kind of a big deal, at least like in like the TV nerd world. Julian Anderson was back. Mitch Pileggi was back. I don't know who Mitch was, but I can guess. Yeah. Wow. No. What about David Duchovny? Was yeah, he, in he was it? back. Oh, I didn't see his name here. Oh, yeah, he was back. <laughs> oh, damn. That is funny that you didn't know that. Haley Joel Osment, Joel McHale. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, was it well received? Um, I remember, I think the Kumail episode, that's the only reason I remember the like Kumail specifically, like is I think that was like the best received episode. Huh. And then the rest of it was like, they didn't need to do this. Yeah. It was just kind of a victory lap. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that like, even you have, I, cause I'm almost positive you knew about it at the time. I think the fact that it left your mind and this is the first time I've thought about it in years speaks yeah. to, speaks to how like unnecessary it all was. Yeah, but, looks like season ten, the previous season though was 2016, so it wasn't that long ago either. Well, they've been doing like weird, like soft revivals of X Files every yeah. few years since it ended, with like the That's movies right. and all that. 
season nine was 20, 2001 and 2002. So then it must have been, yeah. Then they waited till 2016 for a season nine, a season 10 coming back. And then they did the 2018. Yeah. I mean, it's got a a passionate fan base. It seems like for it to keep getting this many uh, chances. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing that some some of these later seasons were poorly received. Huh? Yeah. Cause there were some seasons, uh, later seasons back in the original run where they switched out. Uh, wasn't it David Duchovny for, uh, was it Robert Patrick? Uh, was it? Uh, I, well, I think David Duchovny was still involved, but I thought he left at some capacity and Robert Patrick kind of took his place. That is a weird switch over to me. Well, not like it wasn't playing the same character. It was just like, well, he was still, kind of yeah. standing in. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just I I mean, I only know Robert Patrick as like a character actor. So for him to like lead a TV show, it's just like hard <laughs> for me to wrap my head around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was season eight. So I guess the company was there throughout all first seven and then was eight was the weird one. And then they stopped until 2016. Uh, yeah. Wait, no, never mind. <laughs> they had two seasons of Robert Patrick and then stopped until 2016. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. X-Files, some X-Files history there for you. Yeah, it's a storied history. There's a lot to get through. A lot to watch, yeah. A lot of yeah. stuff. And the movies, like you said, which I don't really know where they fit in, honestly. Uh, I think like one movie people kind of liked, and then the other one really pissed off the fans, if I'm remembering correctly. I know one of the movies pissed off yeah. the fans. I do remember hearing one that, uh, yeah, that was supposed to be not very good. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well. Maybe maybe people can uh, yeah that was the newer one it was the 2008 one right the X Files I want to believe uh, if you say so I don't remember that was the one yeah I think that was the one that pissed off people I I mean I could be wrong we could get some angry X Files letters you know what bring it I just I mean I I just want to see like what a passionate X Files angry email looks like what are X Files fans called uh I do not know uh, X X heads an X file P H I L E oh that's clever i like that that's cute i can see that yeah Yeah. so we might get some some passionate mail from some x files yeah so uh, if you're an x file (laughs) uh shoot shoot us a shoot us an angry email about how we got all of this wrong and which movie is the one that people hate yeah exactly that's what i'm really looking forward to did you hear the moment when uh, Skinner, the boss, actually used the singular X file like you do. <laughs> I did. I, I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah. He said, this should have been an X file. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, I was really confused because I was like, aren't you the one that shut it down? Like, why? how much of the like previous episodes do I need to have seen for this dynamic to make sense? Because I thought you didn't want the X Files. Like I thought you were just like the turn in your badge and your gun. You're a wild card kind of guy. But <laughs> it seems like you're like rooting for them. And then there's just like that mystery dude on the phone who, for like a half a second, I thought it might be Keith David, but I don't think it is. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think Skinner. Um, I guess I don't really know that much about what he's doing, but I think that he has a line where he says something is like, uh, "We all have somebody to answer to." Like I think he's trying to say like. I'm doing what I need to do, but I just don't necessarily believe this is the right thing. Yeah. In a way you could say he wants to believe. Oh, yeah. damn. That <laughs> just, that just rock your world. You did. You did. <laughs> um, you know what else rocks my world? Lead? I can guess. 
bears tend to rock my world. Ooh, that wasn't what I was going to guess, but that's good. That was a good segue. <laughs> yes, bears are bears are great. Uh, I, we're going to the four bears test. Do you have it? Just we're, finish no, it up we're going to the four bears test. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, four bears test sounds like what it is. We replace the monster in question with four bears and see if the story would be different, the same. Just judging the monster on its own merits. I'm sorry, Khalid. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but does it really sound like it is? Uh, to me, it does. I mean, like if you were just to say, hey, the four bears test would yeah. like off the street. Would somebody be like, oh, yeah, that's that thing where you replace four bears with monsters in movies. Yeah, that's again, that's, that's what it sounds like to me. I can't. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I refuse to speak for anyone else on this subject matter. All right. Well, sorry to interrupt your flow. Keep going. All good. Carry on. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't know. With this one, no, it fails. It fails incredibly. Uh, I don't think that four bears could fit into the piping of, like, a septic-like pump. Uh, I don't think four bears could fit in a lot of the places this monster claimed to be able to fit. Uh, I also think four bears would be a way bigger threat than this monster. Uh, maybe he wouldn't, like, call in Fox Mulder and, and Dana Scully to to solve it but some you you you'd call somebody if like all of a sudden in like people's like pipes and stuff like that like bears started coming out and like attacking them um and yeah i don't know it's just the monster in question is not incredibly like threatening outside of like being able to like put a little worm in you uh it feels like one person, if they really had to, like on a survival level, could like fight it. Depends on if it's like in the water or not, I guess, because it seems stronger in the water. But yeah, even in the even if it was like on its in its element on its turf in the water, I think four bears can mess it up. So no, uh, it 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 fails in just about every way I can think of. All right, so it's a fail. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, so this is completely unrelated to what you're all the things you were just saying, saying, but <laughs> but I mean it was great, of course, as always. But I I think that I had been using tapeworm and flatworm interchangeably and flukeworm. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. Uh I don't know enough of a difference between them to to, to have clocked it, but um, I believe you. Yeah, I think um I think flukes and flat and tapeworms are all types of uh are all types of flat worms tapeworms and i think flukeworm i think flukeworm and flatworm might be the same thing i'm confusing myself now i think <laughs> tapeworm is a type of uh flatworm so uh basically flatworms are just kind of like a, a group of parasitic uh like worm things so i think that um it's being used in this sense as a very general thing so the the creatures that we see are not meant to be specific type of flu- flukeworm or flatworm it's just a general that general kind of like animal category if you will oh interesting um yeah is that why like wait so like what like a like a fluke fish or tuna or whatever what is that then is that also like fall under the same thing where it's just like a type of is fluke just like a Um, a classification i'm not sure a fluke is also known as a summer flounder in, in the terms of the fish i don't know if that has anything let me see fluke fish versus fluke worm I wonder if they fight. Do they fight? <laughs> I feel like the fish would probably win that one. Uh, uh, um, fuck, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> F- 
flukes. There's a, just a whole now. There's a whole bunch of things about just things called flukes, which I mean, I'm even more confused. All right, let's. I don't know that either of us are invested enough in this to to, to sort it out. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a call to our uh, our X file listeners, the PH kind, the X files out there. Will you uh, will you shoot us uh, maybe a PS on your angry angry letters and just tell us the difference between like different kinds of fluke worms and fluke fish? Yeah, I mean it's the least you could do if you're gonna chew us out. Yeah, so uh, put out a request and yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks X files. Yeah, so help me God, if we just get an angry email. Or conversely, if we only get information distinguishing fluke worms versus fluke fishes, like if we only get one or the other, I'm going to be just raging. I'm going to be fuming. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You don't want to make Khalid rage. Yeah, so you better you better do the due diligence and put them together. Speaking of putting things together, Khalid. Yeah. <laughs> do you fight or flirt with the, the fluke man? <laughs> Um, this is also an easy one this week. Uh, I think I've pretty much, uh, alluded to it the entire episode, but I would fight this thing. I, I don't feel the threat at all. And I don't know if it was cause I was a little sleepy when I watched the episode or if it's just like the way that TV used to be, like there wasn't always like a, like nail biting action with every monster or whatever. But like this thing is Again, like, yeah, if I fight it, there's, like, a very good chance I'm going to end up getting, like, a, a a worm in me or whatever. But did they say you can't pull that thing out? Like, am I screwed? Or is it, like, I beat this thing up, kill it or whatever, and then I go to, like, a doctor and just get it yanked out and I'm good? I feel I like if, if that's the case, then I'm fighting it. You know what I mean? Uh, even, even if I didn't fight it, if I flirted with it and, like, tried to be all, like, romantic with it, it would probably, like, put a worm in me. So... Either way, I'm like the the thing that it does to you that is like the most messed up would happen. So yeah, I don't know. I Mulder just like dropped a door on it and that took it out. Although we got that whole teaser at the end where like his eyes open, but even then, like it's only weaker at that point. Like I would mess it up even more then. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like I, there's very few times where I'm lucky enough to like get a monster that like I'm pretty sure I could like punch my whole arm through their head. Hmm. So I, I really want to capitalize on that and say that I would punch my whole arm through this monster's head. And it's even got the bullseye of a mouth to do it through. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's too perfect not to. So fight it. I would fight it. Good dramatic pause. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I, I... I was actually leaning towards flirt, but you kind of sold me that either way, the bad thing will probably still happen to you. Right, because it's only got one move, flirting or fighting. Like, it's its reproductive thing and it's, like, defense mechanism. I mean, ultimately, it's kind of it, – it's built to basically flirt. Like, I mean, not flirt, but, like, reproduce. That's kind of just what what it's doing. It's not really trying to fight anybody. Right, exactly. It's uh, Which would make it an even easier fight for me uh, is all I'm hearing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess, so, yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Like, I just – and it's, like, suit – and it's uh, – not that I'm, like, the bougie or, like, I'm, like – super like into appearances type or something but um it's not my type it's not my type it was it's not what i go for when i'm when i'm mm. feeling amorous is whatever that thing ends up being whatever that thing ends up being <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry to, sorry to be sorry to break people's hearts if they thought i wasn't shallow but uh just on appearances alone that creature is not it yep 
I think that's fair to say. Uh, d- there's a myth out there that if you cut like earthworms in half, they will survive. That's actually true for flatworms. Oh, so then the ending was scientifically accurate. Cool. Again, hundred percent. Don't feel like it's much of a threat anymore. It's lost like its ability to really move properly. But who knows? Does it ever come back? I don't know that it does. Uh, I think they talk about it. I don't know if it actually comes back. Um, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it actually comes back. I think it's just mentioned in other ones. Oh, but there's something funny about all of this taking place in New Jersey too. <laughs> it's kind of funny, yeah. Like it's just like a bunch of like really like angry Jets fans hanging out above ground, just like there's a little monster putting worms in people, but then they're up there like, oh, the freaking New Jersey Turnpike or whatever. I this is as much as you're gonna get out of me as far as impressions go. I was really hoping you'd keep going. That was great. I, <laughs> I realized that like, uh, short of like just going into like outright Sopranos references, that's the extent of my New Jersey lo- like lo- uh, knowledge. It was worth the episode. <laughs> it was all of this is worth it to get to this point. Yeah, that's going to be the selling point. If anyone, if people aren't inter- interested in X file stuff, I'm going to say that you do a New Jersey accent briefly. Oh, the turnpike. That's a <laughs> oh. It's- <laughs> Chris freaking Christy. Like, <laughs> all right, I had one more in me. <laughs> there you go. For the fans, for the fans. Exactly. Yeah, that was for all our Jersey listeners. <laughs> I love it. So, okay, so you would, uh, this, this monster, the fluke man, fails the forebears test. You would fight it. I would probably also fight it, although it's, it's more so your test. Um, do you... Do you like the monster? Do what do you th- do you think it was a pretty good monster overall? Um again, I would need to see it in like more environments. Like it was like a sewer dwelling thing and like all this like for me like the real test of a monster is like how it interacts with like others and like it just felt like we saw like slight variations of the exact same scenario with this monster like two or three times. I think it suffers a bit from Boba Fett syndrome. You know where like retroactively everyone thinks it's cool because of like the imagery there but it doesn't do a whole lot of cool stuff in its original setting exactly yes i can totally get behind that that comparison um it just especially it promises a lot with the way it looks like it looks like a freaking demon from hell that's gonna Mm -hmm. like rip your head apart and then all it does is like bite you in the booty or something and (laughs) leave a worm it kind of just sucks sucks on people's back a little bit yeah. See, again, this is where that even still could have worked. When they did that cutaway from like it's hiding in the porta potty to like the next like to the act break and then it comes back or whatever, I was like, it's awesome. It's gonna like suck someone's butt out or something and then like replace it with like worms, and that's gonna be insane to see. And it they just they do, they don't they missed that opportunity. Network TV, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, I liked it. I liked it overall. I think I'm with you though. Like, um, it is a little underserved by the script and by just maybe the constraints of the show at the time. Um, but I, I, I do really like the design of the creature. I think the design is really cool, pretty inspired overall. I think it looks a little goofy when you tr- when you actually like zoom in on it crawling through the tubes and stuff. Like that looked a little goofy. Yeah. But uh, I like the mask, just the face, the prosthetics there, really, really iconic. And I think it. Just the design alone for like the, the the people who are the creature designers on the show, yeah, like deserve uh, the recognition for that. Oh yeah, aesthetically, the monster killed it. Yeah, agreed. It's really cool. Yeah, 
yeah anyway yeah that was fun fun episode oh agreed yeah shall we uh move on to our final segment let's do it our next up our next segment in the podcast is our who what the fandom section section segment section segment <laughs> let's try something new i'm not i'm not a fan of it uh <laughs> i could take it or leave it yeah hate it i hated it i absolutely hated it <laughs> I'm gonna leave it in for integrity's sake, but I hated it. Oh yeah, that you you have to leave that in. What yeah. would the fans think if they ever found out you'd cut that out? For the fans, exactly. The friend yeah. and Steens. The friend and Steens. <laughs> I know it's Steins. I know it's Steins. I'm making fun of you. <laughs> what the fandom with you, Khalid? <laughs> uh what the fandom with me is uh the new movie that just came out last week uh it was directed by janiza bravo and written by her and jeremy o'harris and it's called zola have you heard of this i, I actually it's new a24 right yeah it's a new a24 yeah. it's uh it i don't know it, it just falls into like this like new like pseudo genre that's been forming since uh, Spring Breakers. I think Bling Ring probably falls into it, where it's just Bling like, Ring's great. Yeah, uh, so I actually haven't seen Bling Ring. I've seen Spring Breakers. Great movie. I'm assuming that they kind of like touch on the same thing, but it falls into that world of like following these like women on like this like crazy adventure that's also like uh, based on like true events. And this one is uh, it's a very admirable addition. I think what really got me was just how funny the movie was. Uh, I was very taken aback by that. Cause like based on the trailer and stuff like I saw, I knew there'd be some humor, but I thought that it might be like a lot played a lot more seriously, which I, I was like, it could be good, but I'm really glad that they didn't play it like too seriously. Like a lot of it is just played for laughs and it's all based on uh, this Twitter thread from like several years ago that was like optioned as a movie, uh, which is an interesting sentence that could only exist uh, in like these days. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I hope it doesn't necessarily like start off like a chain of like long Twitter stories being like turned into movies. I don't know what like that'll result in as far as a genre, but if it's like a one and done kind of like a crazy experiment thing, then I would say it's very successful. It was really good. Um, so yeah, check out Zola. Where can we watch it? Uh, it's in theaters right now. As far as I know, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Okay. Okay. So check it out at theaters. Yeah. Back to theaters, back to theaters. Uh, what the, what the fandom with you, Joe? Um, what the fandom with me? Uh, it's tough. I, um, I would say the movie that I saw at the trial on it's, which is the faculty, but I think we're going to do that in the podcast. So I'm going to save that one. Save it. Uh, we'll do that. We'll do that one down the line sometime, <clears throat> which is a great movie, everybody. But, uh, I think what my, what the fandom, I'm going to do another podcast. I want to recommend the horror podcast. Um, no stranger to horror from our buddy, Joel Brewster. You listen to it yet, Khalid? I have not, but Joel's the homie West coast strange. Yeah, West Coast Strange. It's pretty cool. Like he, if you all listen to this podcast here, this Frankenstein's, he was he was a guest back when we had we did our Krampus episode for Christmas time, the holidays, and uh, his just knowledge of horror, like the wealth of knowledge that he's able to bring to the genre, is just like it's a marvel. Like he has a lot of interesting insights into the genre, and it's really fun. I know that we here kind of 
bounce around genres. We kind of come back to horror a lot, but uh, but he's he's specifically focused there on on, the, on that podcast. He has some really interesting guests that are industry people that he's been talking to, and it's it's really, it's a lot of fun. Um, so check that out. It's no stranger to horror. If you go to his website at West Coast Strange, it's 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 um it's easy to find. So I'll we'll put a link there too. But highly recommended. If you like this podcast, you will definitely like that. And yeah, we'll definitely show, have to get show Joel, some love. We'll have to get Joel back on the show too. Definitely. Yeah. No, Joel's Joel's awesome. Yeah. But that's all I have for you, Khalid. Awesome. Well, yeah, uh, this is a fun talk with you about this monster. Uh, and yeah, check out X-Files if you haven't before. I've, all my friends who have seen it really love it. Uh, hopefully Joe can report back if he actually tries to get through the series uh, like he's thinking about. But um, yeah, I think Joe kind of touched on it. I think the next episode we're going to do is the double feature, Joe. Is that correct? That's the plan so far. Yeah. So uh, if you want to watch it before the episode drops, we're going to talk about uh, the movie The Faculty and the movie uh, Phantoms. Is that right? Both. Yep. Both from 1998. Exactly. So uh, check out both of those. And we're going to have not one, but two awesome guests that you guys have heard before and enjoyed. So uh, look out for that when that episode drops. But until then... Creep it easy.